Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Courage to Change, a recovery podcast. My name is Ashley Lowe-Blassingame, and I am your host. Today, we have Sarah Shepper. Sarah is an Orange County, California native and grew up in the community of Coto de Casa. You know, like Real Housewives Coto. She knew from a young age that she wanted to become a realtor, so she started studying and started her career in real estate during high school, assisting a top agent in her neighborhood with anything she needed from getting her coffee to running comparative analysis reports. As soon as Sarah finished college, she was off and running. She quickly excelled in selling homes to first home buyers all over Orange County. Soon after, she began listing and selling homes fast and for more money than her clients ever expected. Sarah now lives in LA and has expanded her successful real estate business across Southern California. She's the managing director of Homegevity Realty, who prides themselves on some of the best technology out there in the industry. A huge accomplishment for Sarah was being selected as an ambassador for Inman News, the largest real estate network, and speaking about social media marketing in front of thousands of people in San Francisco. Her favorite quote is from Maya Angelou, people will forget what you say and what you do, but they'll never forget the way you make them feel. Sarah loves to give back to young women who wish to better their lives. She is passionate in helping other women overcome obstacles they may face in their lives that may be blocking them from reaching their full potential. She recently was on the VH1 reality TV show Love and Listings. She is celebrating nine years of sobriety and is an awesome and beautiful woman inside and out. She's hysterical and shares the real truth of what it looks like to be in Hollywood, have an eating disorder, and be in recovery. I highly encourage you to stick around and check out episode with Sarah Shepper. All right, episode 20, let's do this. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Of course. You are a busy lady, and (laughs) I appreciate you coming into the studio. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. So a lot has been going on in your life. Yes. (laughs) Since uh, I last hung out, since we last hung out. Yeah, we were like buddies back in the day. Oh my gosh, it's been been a long time. It's been a long time because your life has gotten so big. Yes, Because you got sober. Yes, at a young age too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How old were you when you got sober? I was in college like my junior year, so I was, I had just turned like 21. Okay. Yeah, so that's when I (laughs) I stopped drinking and I was allowed to drink. Yeah, finally, (laughs) you finally allowed and they're like, yeah, "Yeah, no. Yeah. Wait, so... Do you, I know you went to, you went to treatment for an eating disorder and alcoholism. Yeah. Before I went to treatment for the alcohol, I grew up in a very like, you know, perfect, like white picket fence. Everything's good. I had no idea that what alcoholism was. Yeah. I never really saw. You grew up where? Like in, 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 in Coto. In the, Orange with County. With yes. the Real Housewives. <laughs> and so, yeah, before I really like looked at the alcohol, my parents were just like, okay, go to treatment for the eating disorder. Because what eating disorder did you have? I struggled with bulimia mostly, like anorexia a little bit, but yeah, mostly, um, Mostly bulimia. And how did they find out that you were doing that? Well, <laughs> when I was in high school, I, I was a cheerleader. And I think it was like before my senior year, I got so skinny that it was just obvious. Yeah, like it was like something was going on. Like my teachers knew. Okay, okay. I mean, I thought no one knew. It was my secret. Like I was <laughs> so ashamed. But like everyone knew. Because it was yeah. like, how do you... I, I was like skin and bones. Like... I figured it out how to do it to like where it was like I it was easy like I could just eat whatever I wanted and like get rid of it and I got really really skinny like I was I was um yeah it was bad I would like go I would pass out in malls or like oh anywhere just because I had no nutrients in my body yeah so did you feel like what you know Like we live, you know, right. So now you're on television, you're on reality TV, (laughs) in a show, you're a realtor in a luxury Los Angeles market and in Orange County, you grew up in Orange County in Coto. So all of this stuff, I mean, it was almost 
it was going to be tough to avoid yeah. eating disorder, yeah. body dysmorphia. I mean, it was, I know. It was you were kind of set up for yeah. it. Um, yeah. But so what were some of the beliefs you had about why you needed to be skinny and what, yeah. what doing that, like how did that start? What was the thinking? Well, I think that I remember like being really young, like seriously, like four years old. And like I was in gymnastics and ballet. And like, I remember looking at other girls and being like, they're so skinny. I, and I've always had like a curvier, like more sexy, beautiful body. Well, yes. <laughs> well, but like, yeah, I just remember like, I didn't look like them. Yeah, I was just like, I, you know, got, I was like getting boobs when I was younger. And I I was just watching the movie Now and Then and the girl like taints oh, her boobs. Oh, yes. Was, that was like me. I was like yeah. so embarrassed. I was like, no, why is this happening? Yeah. And like, I just, I wanted to be like so skinny. I thought that that was like the answer. And so just like all throughout just being, I remember being so young and like, being obsessed with like, I need to be skinny. And like, that just wasn't my body type. Yeah. So, and like, thank God, thank you to, I guess the Kardashians for making it more like, <laughs> to a guess. now it's like hot to be like, you know, yeah. have more meat on you, which is awesome. But <laughs> thank uh, yeah, thank you for that. But yeah, so like, I just thought that I, in order for me to feel okay and be happy, like I needed to be so skinny. And like, yeah, the funny part is like, I did get so skinny and I was miserable. Like it was the worst. Like I was crazy. I was miserable. I remember thinking like, oh, I'll get this guy if I get so skinny. Like I didn't (laughs) because like, (laughs) you know, it's just like I wasn't present. Like I, God was nowhere to be found. It was like all about food, what I was eating. Like there were years where like, I literally don't even remember like, because I was just so in it. Like I wasn't there. People would tell me looking back, like you had like a fog in your eyes. Like we would talk yeah. to you and it was like not talking to a person. It was like yeah. talking to a wall. And I was yeah. like, yeah, pretty much. I, I wasn't there. Yeah, that makes it's crazy. sense. I, I feel like for me that my first addiction was, you know, that my first disorder, my first yeah. addiction, my first struggle was with food yeah, and body image yeah. and all of that. And then when that stopped working or yeah. while that stopped yeah. working, that was when drugs and alcohol was like, yeah. this is much easier yeah. than the food well, stuff. Like, I remember um, my freshman year of high school, I I was always like battling with the food and with my body. And I remember like, I need some sort of relief. Like this is driving me <laughs> right? nuts. Yeah. Like all I'm doing is thinking about myself and right. like, you know, just it was, oh, it was awful. So I remember like, I was like by myself. I, my brother was around, but I remember just going in my parents' cabinet and I found tequila and I just down. That was my first drink. I just downed tequila. How old were you? Probably like 15. Okay. 14, 15. I downed the tequila, blacked out. Like <laughs> it was a mess. Right. <laughs> and I remember waking up and being like, oh my God, that was so horrible. Like I don't know what happened. But then I was like, God, I kind of can't wait to do that again. Cause like I wasn't thinking about my body for like a freaking minute. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it takes like, like a little bit of the pressure off. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was like, you know, the the up and downs with the weight and the yeah. looks and all that. And then you would use or get drunk, and I, I didn't have to worry about it because I, a wasn't hungry, yeah. and b, it like gave me, you know, that sense the of relief. calm. Yeah, yeah, that relief that I was yeah. looking for that from my head. You know, yeah, like the yeah. loud talking at yeah. me in my head that was, yeah. you know, whatever my yeah. my disordered brain. Yes. Yeah, and I remember like I tried drinking like a few times and then yeah, it was just like bad from the start. Like I would just always black out. So then I was like, okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> so then I just really got I remember like I think it was like my junior year of high school. I was like, I'm going to check out bulimia and this is it. This is check the answer. I'm doing it full. Like, and I was when, and like, that's the, the one, I guess I could say good thing about like addicts and alcoholics is like when we have a goal oh, yeah. or like when we want something, oh, for sure. there is literally nothing that comes right. in your way. Like I will get whatever I want. Right. If it's like, but you know, then I've yeah. learned like, okay, that's definitely not God's will. Right. Like that's not what God wanted for me. But yeah. So like I had that goal and I got that. And I thought walking in my senior year, I was like, all eyes on me, got attention from guys, and I was so skinny, and, like, I finally thought I got what I wanted, and I was, like, that was, like, the worst place I was ever in. I was miserable. Yeah. I felt like a fraud. I, You know, people are like, oh, my God, you look so great. What are you doing? And I'm like, I, I suck. Like, I, I'm a fraud. Right. I, right. I'm eating and throwing up, and it's, like, so embarrassing. But, right. 
yeah, don't ask me right. what to do. It's like attention <laughs> on your disease. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they can see it. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so I remember like my senior year, yeah, it was like getting pretty miserable. So then that's when I tried to start drinking again because I thought I could maybe manage it because I could just throw up the alcohol if I drink too much. Right. And it was right. Easy. Totally. <laughs> totally. So go back to the that party. actually worked for a while. Yeah. And I felt like superwoman because I wasn't getting hung over. Like yep. I could eat whatever I wanted. I could drink whatever I wanted. And I wasn't blacking out as much because I somehow controlled it. And then college time was coming around and I was like, get me out of the state. <laughs> so I went to Colorado and yeah, I just got really bad, really quick there. Like I didn't have a long, long drinking period. It yeah. was like probably like, I guess maybe like four years, but it got bad really fast. Like I, well, the first time you drank, you blacked, blacked out. out. Yeah. So like four years yeah. for someone who drinks like that's pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah. Cause at the end of it, and I even on my show, I, <laughs> I do say it like I blew a 0.48 and like, Oh my God. Yeah. It was like, I was constantly in hospitals, but like my junior, it's like junior years, junior year of yeah. college. I was like in and out of hospitals all the time for my drinking. And that's when my parents were like, what is going on? Like I was going to die. Like there was no, cause like, I think with the drinking and the eating disorder, it was like, I would drink so much. I had no food in my system. Right. My body, like my blood was just all alcohol. And I remember being in the hospitals and they were like, what does she do? Like they would put me in like psych wards because yeah. they were like, this girl's trying to yeah. kill herself. Oh yeah. 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 Me and too. I, yeah. And, and it, it was, was like, like, no, I'm just partying. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I, no, I don't want to die. But yeah. like, but I did, yeah. you know, yeah. like I think, right. I think I, it was right. like we a didn't call realize. for help. Yeah. 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 It was like when you're doing that, like, and I do remember at the end of it, I was like, meh, I don't really care if I live yeah. or die. Like, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. Like, whatever happens, good run. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a good 21. Not a really great run. But yeah. like, yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah, I was killing myself. Like, and I had actually never tried a drug. I was too scared. <laughs> but like alcohol was the way I drank. It was literally like putting a drug in my vein. And I mean, like, it, it, it was. It does the same. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the funny thing is people like to separate drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Here's the deal. Yeah. It you know, changes, it alters you from yeah. the neck up. One yeah. happens to be legal yes. and the other yeah. isn't. And that is about the difference. Like oh, yeah. it's a legal yeah. intoxication. It's yeah. intoxicating and you. I, I mean, I've heard like eating disorders do kill like oh, yeah. more people. Like when I was even in treatment, a girl I was in treatment with, I loved her so much. She died of a heart attack, anorexia, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. so quick. Yeah. And, and yeah. And even like when I was in treatment with alcohol, I remember them sitting us down in a room. It was all women's rehab. It was like 30 of us girls. And they're like, one of you guys will stay sober. It's, yeah. And to be honest. You were like. Like literally within a year I got out of treatment, I think three or four girls died. Yep. Died. Yep. Dead. Gone. Yep. Like that quick. Same. And then yeah. to this day, I don't, I keep in contact with a few people, but like. And, like, they didn't think I was going to be the one. <laughs> totally. <laughs> they were like, this yeah. girl, because I remember they were like, you have to stay longer. And I, like, freaked out. And, yeah, it was crazy. But, um, but and I can't believe it, honestly. I'm like, what? But, like, I'm so grateful. Like, I'm just like, I, every day I'm just like, wow, it's another day. Like, I don't have to go through life drinking or using food to deal with feelings. Like, I feel my feelings now. It's crazy. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Especially. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, let's, let's uh, think of another good idea. Let's move to LA and do a reality show. Like, okay. No feelings there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, that was a wild trip. I was like, what am I doing? But but." so you come from a real estate family, right? My dad's been in real estate forever. He's amazing. And he's actually never drink, but he is not an alcoholic or anything. He is hysterical. He's so funny. He just like, he, like when he comes on your, Instagram. I'm just like, who <laughs> no, is he's this amazing. man? He yeah. is so yeah. funny. And that was the thing. It was so, like, I felt so guilty because I'm like, how is this happening to me? I had the best, I have the best parents. They're right. so supportive. They're amazing. They raised me so great. And like, but I do know like alcoholism does run in my family. Like I think my great, my grandma never drank my dad's mom because her mom was an alcoholic. Right. And so my grandma told my dad, don't you ever drink? Like, don't be a follower, be a leader. And I guess my dad listened. Like, yeah, you, he told me that stuff, but I did not. I was like, I'm sorry. I need yeah, I to need, drink. Yeah. <laughs> I need, I need some anesthesia, yeah. please. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, he's been in real estate for like 38 years, a broker. He does loans, but he also like, that's like why I, I do feel really lucky. Like the real estate business is really tough, but yeah. I've had his like direction. And, and the thing was, I mean, when I first got into it, he was like, uh, I don't know if that's a good idea because he kn- he knows how hard it is. Yeah. But I knew that I got sober and I stayed sober. So I was like, I can do anything. And I did not pass that test the first time. It took me so many times, but I was like, I didn't get sober the first time either. It took me yeah. a few tries. Totally. So I was like, I just, I've always applied like my sobriety and what I went through to like my business. Yeah. And it's like been, it's been amazing. Like it's really helped. And yeah, it's just like at the end of the day, I'm like, just be of service to your clients, like yeah. show up and help yeah. them. And that's like been key for me, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just so. to show up for all the, it's amazing. All the principles that we learned, like, Yes, they work, yeah. they work in life. Yeah. And, and it's that, it's that handbook and that guide for life that we didn't have yeah. before that caused yeah. us all of that anxiety. And yeah. also we have feelings that we have to work through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's, yeah. That's hard. Now you so you went into real estate and you've done very very well and and pursued your passion, which is so cool. And you Thank ended you. up leaving Orange County yeah. to take on more Los Angeles yes. Los Angeles yeah. market, which is cool. And in that time, in your twenties, and I, I sort of was a um, a bystander for this. Mm. You were. Your because you do luxury real estate and you you know ambitious and a part of these really glamorous yeah. parties and scenes like you were you know were limos and 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 all the glam yeah. that goes along with drinking yeah and you stayed you have stayed sober yes. through yes. probably some of the, probably oh, yeah. probably some yeah. of the most attractive <laughs> yeah. drinking because see yeah. my drinking had no glamour, okay? Yeah. It had no glamour. And so when I see yeah. glamorous drinking, I'm like, oh, yeah. that's what people yeah. do. Like, that's yeah. normal. Like, people are like, oh, it's gla- Oh, they, they use yeah. a cup, you know, a glass. Like, I know. Who that's knew? weird. Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I would they, just put, like, vodka in a water bottle right, and right. just call exactly. it a day and walk around town. Exactly. I'm like, wow, <laughs> there's, like, a special glass for a special yeah, alcohol. Yeah, I don't know any of that. Like, um, all of that stuff. Yeah. But you were around that. Yeah. And I would have, for me, as my alcoholic yeah. head would have told me, day in, day out, like you're like, you need to be a part of, you know, all the glamour, blah, blah, blah. How did you do that for so long? I think that like in my like early sobriety, when I first tried to get sober, I had so many like slip ups and relapses that like at the end of it, I was just like, okay, if I'm going to actually like live life and have like somewhat of a life and if I want to be successful, like I cannot consume alcohol. Alcohol is literally like poison. Like I'm allergic. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like I, I cannot drink it. Like, and also I had to look at it and it was like, I would never want to just have a glass of wine. That sounds horrible. Like that sounds like the worst time of my life. Like for it's me, like it one bite like, of Snickers or something. Yeah. So yeah. So it was just like I just know that. But like the first year I was sober, I couldn't be around alcohol. I yeah. couldn't look at it. It made me sick. And then the only time I had to, I worked the program. I had to get a spiritual relief and solution and like find contact with God again. I, I've always thought like when I was in college, it was like God was on a shelf and I was like, Hey, what's up when I need you? Like, get me out of this freaking psych ward. Like, or get me out of this like situation. Like yeah. help me. Then I would yeah. like pull God off the shelf. But like in sobriety, it's like, I have to have God with me 24 seven. Like every day it's, you know, they say like, you're sober. Like it's contingent on your spiritual maintenance. Like literally every day I'm having to be in contact with my higher power and like be thinking of other people, trying to help other people, getting outside of myself. And so I think like, so I, yeah, I didn't really like go around alcohol the first year, but then once I had that spiritual relief and I, you know, I have contact with God every day and I am constantly I mean, I have to, it's like, I have to work the hardest at my sobriety. Like at the end of the day, I'll have nothing if I don't have this. I'll be dead. I will. And I know that. Like there's no chance. So there's no, so there were not moments of like. No, honestly. Really? It's crazy. And and this is just my story. No, no, totally. Yeah. No, I mean, once I had that worked the program and like, I I mean, I worked, I worked really hard on my inner self, like myself, my steps, all that stuff. This is just my experience. I seriously 
don't ever crave alcohol. Don't think about it. Don't want it. I can be around people wasted. I can be around. I mean, I like actually getting my friends drunk. I think it's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, come on, keep drinking because it's like funny to me. I mean, not like if anything bad happens, but like most of my friends like that are not, you know, sober, like they don't have problems yet and they're just pretty funny. But yeah, like that's been my experience. Like super cool. Yeah. And I've been sober for almost nine years. And so I'd say probably eight and a half or eight. No, no, no. Sorry. Probably like eight years of that. I, the obsessions just lifted, removed, gone by, like, don't think about it. But that doesn't mean like throughout my journey of sobriety, like I was still throwing up in my early sobriety. I struggled with that. And I would, you know, try to stop, but it was so hard. Like I just couldn't let it go. So I would get, you know, some time and then have a slip up here and there. But when I finally moved to LA, I remember moving there and like, I, I was really successful in real estate in Orange County. And on the show, I say like, oh yeah, I went to rehab. And I, you know, (laughs) the true story is like, I, had gotten sober. I worked at a treatment center, like kind of giving back, helping girls while I was figuring out what I wanted to do with my life. And during that time, I got my real estate license. And during that time, the vaping and the e-cigarettes was huge. So all those guys were making so much money and I was the sober girl to sell them houses. And then also it's like in real estate, it's like, who's your sphere of influence? Like, and the cool thing is like being sober, Alcoholics are really successful people. Yeah. (laughs) So the people I've been around that are sober, a lot of them end up making a ton of money, become very successful when they stay sober. So it's like those are the kind of people I've associated with. And so I've been able to like kind of work with some some of those people to help them buy and sell real estate. But when I moved to L.A., I kind of I had done really well, made a lot of money. But then I was so in my eating disorder, I was literally going to lose it all. Like I was about to go broke. I was like, and my parents are, they're like, we're not helping you out, figure it out or move back home with us. And I'm like, no, it's not (laughs) happening. So I kind of had to like hit my knees in sobriety. And I was like, shit, like, and also like I was going to die. Like it's a gnarly eating disorder, especially the one I had. It wasn't like cute. It wasn't, you know, it was scary. I could have definitely had a heart attack or, you know, it was, it wasn't good. So I remember like getting on my knees and be like, God, please help me. Please, please, please. I need help. Like I just need help. And, and when I do that, like I get direction from my higher power and OA and LA is amazing. Yeah. And so I started going there. I got a really good sponsor. She's so hard on me, but it's what I needed because I'm such a little like brat. I'll just like manipulate stuff to like, you know, get my way or whatever, like get out of stuff. But she was so hard on me and like kept me accountable. And yeah, with her, we never talked about food. I don't talk about food. I I know. Yeah. Right. It's not about the food. I was like, what? I I was like, you don't want me to send you lists of stuff that I eat? And like, Mm -hmm. because for me, that really didn't really work because it was like, it's not about the food. It's about the feelings and like, about my relationship with God and me trusting God and having faith in, you know, something greater than myself and stop controlling it. Stop trying to run the show. Yeah. Obviously, I suck at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes you're, you know. I guess. Yeah. But but like in this, in this area. Yeah. Hi, I'm Peter Loeb, CEO and co-founder of Lion Rock Recovery. We're proud to sponsor The Courage to Change, and I hope you find that it's an inspiration. I was inspired to start Lion Rock after my sister lost her own struggle with drugs and alcohol back in 2010. Because we provide care online by live video, Lion Rock clients can get help from the privacy of home. We offer flexible schedules that fit our clients' busy lives. And of course, we're licensed and accredited, and we accept most private health insurance. You can find out more about us at lionrockrecovery.com or call us for a free consultation, no commitment, at 800 800- Two five eight six five five zero. Thank you. So I um, had very similar experience mm-hmm. in terms of you know eating disorder, OA, yeah. the whole the whole shebang. And for me, I had a really hard time when I heard people talk about God when I came oh, in, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Wait, yeah. seriously? This yeah. is okay? Like, yeah. have we just walked into a yeah. like a church club? Like, what's yeah. happening here? This is a bad idea. That's yeah. not." how the hell is that going to solve my problem? Like yeah. All those thoughts. Did you struggle with or did, yeah. did it no, come I easily did. to you? No, no, no. It didn't. I mean, I grew up like Catholic school, private school, all that stuff. But I remember like when I had gotten sober, I was pissed at God. I was so But angry. you believed. 
I believed in like something, uh, you know, like I was like, there's got to be something, obviously, because I am still alive. Like right, something's right. up there like watching out right. for me. But I was pissed. Like, like I would, whatever I would it just was. be like, yeah. F you, God. Why, God, did you have me struggle with alcohol and if and on top of it, an eating disorder? That's not yeah. fair. Just like let me have one. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, so like I just sort of. I don't know. In the beginning, I was pretty angry. But when I were like did the steps, especially that third step, I wrote out like what I thought God was. And I kind of thought God was like judgmental and angry and hated me and like wanted me to suffer. And then I wrote the list of like what I want my God and like higher power to be. And that's like loving, accepting, like wants the best for me. And like, and I've had to learn throughout my sobriety because I definitely wanted a Santa Claus God, my sponsor calls him. <laughs> like, I was like, I want everything like perfect and great. Yeah. And it's like, no, that's not the way like life is. Right. And like, even throughout my sobriety, like I've had some t- challenging times in my business. It's not always perfect. I'm not always making tons of money. And like, and my sponsor would tell me like, maybe God doesn't want you to have all that money right now. Like accept it. And she's also like pointed out like, what if you did have a bunch of money? You went on a trip somewhere and the plane crashed. Like you don't know what's best for you. Stop trying to play God. Stop trying to control it. Like you don't know. And that's been like a real eye opener for me because I'm like, oh no, I got sober. I deserve to have this huge life. I should have so much money. I should have so much. It's like, no, sometimes like Right now in my life, I'm not balling out of control, but it's like that's what God's plan is for me. Right. I maybe I need to humble myself and like and like work harder. And you know, there's some things I need to like look at. Like I need to sit, stop, and like listen. And you that's, know, I've I really tried this past year. I've been really into like meditation. That's really helped me like feel and hear. Like I mean, call it whatever you want. God, higher power, like. Universe something. source. Something um, other than yeah, ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I've been like really trying to, you know, sit with stuff and and even going through this reality show experience, like it was tough sometimes. Like you're around people that are not nice to you, yeah. that want to bring you down and like what so talk about that. What was that like? Well, I mean, it it was tough, like because people think, you know, you know, again, you have a a, a very public persona, life, yeah. whatever, and and it looks Oh, of course it looks great, right? Instagram's bullshit. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, I mean, it looks great, right? And and then you're on TV and all this stuff, right? So, like, what's that like, especially as a sober woman and with eating disorder and, you know, what's going on behind the scenes? I know for me, like, I was – I thought this was going to be my secret to the grave. I am never telling one soul that I had an eating disorder. And so for me to actually be able to be open about it is like insane. Like that's not, oh yeah, but I was getting back to like, I think I was telling you when I got on my knees in LA, I was like almost going to go broke. I had just moved there. So I started going to OA. I I had to. And like literally, I think on my 90 days, I got like a big deal. And then I got this opportunity for the show and like that's what kept me from personally from like going back to the eating disorder yeah. is like so many good things were lining up. And I knew the second I go back and like start yep. throwing up or stop eating or whatever, it's gone. Yeah. It's going to be gone. And yeah. this would have never happened for me. I know that in my like gut and soul, like this show and whatever, like n- it would not be there even like staying sober. Cool. But like if I were still in my eating disorder, there's no way. Yeah. Because it's for me, and I don't know if you relate to this, but for me, it's the same thing. Yeah, right. Like my alcoholism and my eating disorder, they like to, you know, interchange and they're very involved with one another, them, you know, and then they pop up together. And, you know, it's like, it's like whack a mole. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I was listening. I, I love podcasts. So I found this like spiritual lady podcast that I listened to. And she was saying like, it's a a hole in the soul. So like we try to fill it with all these other things. Like I can even do shopping boys, like whatever, anything Anything. you give me. And I'm like more, 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 more. Yeah. And so it's like, it's just a hole in the soul and you got to fill that with God and higher power and, you know, just that's so the only thing that works. How do you do that in reality TV, <laughs> luxury real estate? Like, how does that, how do you do it? Well, first of all, like I do luxury real estate, but I also help people leasing, buying okay, 400 yeah, okay. grand, you know, whatever. I'll do anything. Like I just, I love, I really do. Like it is, makes me feel good to like help people. Cause especially with my dad's background and like all the knowledge that we have together, I know that I'm doing a good job for my clients. So like, I just love 
that part of it, like being able, I mean, homes are like very sentimental to me. Yeah. I love homes and helping people find that dream home. And like, that's where they're going to have their amazing life and family and all that. So that's, you know, I'll do all of it. But yeah, so sorry, what back to your question was like how, how in, in the environment oh, that yeah, you re- are in world. and like reality world and all of that. Like, oh, how did you manage? What was that like? I had to get on my knees every single morning before filming. I would be like, God, please just whatever you want me to say, have it come out. <laughs> whatever you want me to do, have me do. Because like it was, it was a lot. Like you're put in situations with people like, that will test you. They'll say mean things. Like, luckily, I haven't gotten, like, Twitter bashed or anything yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm like, holy crap. Like, I was expecting it because I feel like, you know, when you're on a reality show, like, people are going to just yeah. tear you down. They love that. Yeah. But surprisingly, I think because I've just been, like, honest and, like, yeah. just been, like, you know, this is me, whatever, um, and, like, real about yeah. it. Like, yeah. people are really liking me, They I relate. Guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they relate to that. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. So, like, I haven't had that yet. But, like, but, yeah, like, I think I think for, yeah, what I was saying, the alcoholic is childish, emotionally sensitive, and grandiose. Yep. So it's, like, those things can affect me a lot more than other people. Other people can be like, eh, whatever, screw that. But for me, I'll, like, internalize and think, like, oh, my God, wait, why are they saying that? Wait, what did I, how am I, you know, and it's like, no, 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 just stop. You filmed it. It's done. Yeah. Whatever God had happen is happening. And, like, it's actually been a really big growth for me doing this because I really had to lean and trust God. And, like, before it, it's come out, I was like, oh, God, I'm so scared. Like, da, da. And, like, God's like, I got you, girl. Like, you're <laughs> fine. Stop worrying. Like, it's fine. Like, and that's how it's been, you know, like. So far, <laughs> we're only yeah, right. three in, so let's see how the rest of it goes. Oh, shit. But, yeah, so far it's been good. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, like, there is one scene where, like, I pushed a girl, which is, like, so embarrassing. I'm like, what did I do that? But my dad reminded me, like, I was sober, and I was at a Rascal Flats concert, and some girl, like, flipped my dad off. And I guess that's what I do. I, like, black out, and I push people. So yeah. it's like, oops, I guess I should learn and work on that. But yeah. <laughs> in this situation, it was like, I'm not around people that are aggressive and yelling all the time. Like, that's not my life today. Like, yeah. I'm around awesome, sober people that are trying to better their lives, that are, like, you know, positive. And so there's someone on the show that, like, God bless her, but, like, you know, she just, she's angry, and she was saying mean things about me and she always calls me fake, 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 fake. I'm like, I don't think I'm fake, but geez, like, I mean, I'm the one telling everyone I freaking have an eating disorder on TV and <laughs> shit. Oh, like, what can't get more real than that. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, like, come on. But yeah, seriously. like, she just, the situation, it was like at my house and it was just like, I didn't know what to do. I thought she was going to, like, hit me. I was like, I just had to get her away from me in that yeah. situation. So, you know, looking back. I think it's kind of badass, but, <laughs> but maybe well, I'm not I mean, spiritually fit. Yeah, if you watch the show, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you might understand yeah. a little bit. Like, you know, I don't I don't wish anything bad on anyone in the cast, and, like, especially her. Like, I, it's cool because I can look back and just be like, you know, I have sympathy. Like, yeah. I get it. Like, she's probably, like, going through something, and, like, right. I just need to pray for her. I do yeah. four steps. Like, I, it's, like, it's hard, though, because I'm, like, ah oh, man, like, I don't want this girl to treat me like that. Like, I'm victim, victim, whatever, but it's, like, no, like, look at your part. You, I pissed her off to get to that point, you know? Like, I, we all have a part in it. Granted, you're on a reality show. Things are hyped up. Like, right. you need to, you know, be entertaining, whatever, but, like, in my real life, have I pushed anyone? No, but like, <laughs> you know, in that situation, it's like, shit. oh, well, but, you know, I can learn from it and like see it and just be like, all right, what can I do next time differently? Like, I, I've also had to learn because I'm such a people pleaser. I'm like, oh, I want everyone to like me. I want to get along with everyone. This girl doesn't like me. I, 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 maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. I don't know. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. And that's okay. That's okay. Right. That's how God that's, wants it. That's how God wants it. God does not want this girl to like me, and I need to be okay with that. And my whole life, I was like, oh, I need to be so popular and have everyone like me. And da-da. sometimes that's not how yeah. the world is, and that's not what God's plan was. Yeah. So I've had to really learn through this experience, like, how to be okay with somebody really not liking me. You know, yeah. She there's something about me that maybe she sees in herself, or maybe I don't know. Or triggers. She 
doesn't like me and it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I don't have to be around her. I don't have to, like, I've learned, like, I was like, oh, I need to go to all these cast events. Like, no, it doesn't make me feel good to get my eyes rolled at or like mean comments. I'm not going to put myself around that. I don't have to today. I, I'm loving myself. I've learned to love myself through my sobriety. And if that doesn't make me feel good, I don't have to engage or be around it. I, I want to be around huge, positive people. That's a huge yeah. thing to, to, that I want to point out, which is that something that, you know, I talk a lot about with my sponsor and my sponsees, which is like, are we doing things that make us feel good? Like, yeah. do I, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes I forget that that's kind of what life's, that life isn't all about, um, yeah. you know, like struggle. Yeah. Like that it's not supposed yeah. to all be like grinded yeah. out and, and that like, I don't have to put myself in those yeah. situations. Yeah. And it's hard. Cause like, I, I do like, we have a great cast. There's, you know, awesome people. It's a very diverse, cool cast and they have, you know, parties. And I had to take a step back and be like, you know what, is this going to be good for me? Like, I'm excited. I'm on TV. It's going to be so fun. But do I want to be around someone that's going to want to maybe tear me down? And, and I could be just making this up, but like my, gut and my assumptions are she's probably going to make some comments, not be kind. So instead, I got a hotel at freaking Monarch and had all my like closest best friends who support and love me. And I had the best time. Right. It was awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, so and I can do that today. I don't have to do, I don't have to people please. I don't have to, you know, if something's going to make me uncomfortable. And that's the greatest part of being sober. If, if you do get uncomfortable in drinking situations, I can leave. I'm yeah. sober. I could drive home. Right. Like, I don't have to be around that stuff. I don't have to be around somebody, like, treating me like crap today. Yeah. And I just have to, it's like, hard. I have to, like, be loving and tolerance towards all, you know? Yeah. Like, part of me, like, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm like, oh, revenge. <laughs> but it's like, no, stop. Like, you just have to, like, take a step back, just work on yourself, like, keep your side of the street clean, you know? Um, I apologize for the push and stuff like that. And I did mean that, you know, like I felt bad. I didn't want to hurt someone. I don't, you know, I try my best to like never like talk negative or like, you know, hurt other people. And so I just, you know, got to keep my side of the street clean and like keep it yeah. moving and hang out with people who like support me and aren't yeah. going to tear me down because I don't need to, I don't have to, I can choose who my friends are. I can choose what I want to be around today, which is Amazing. Yeah, because I think a lot of us believe that we have to be friends with the people. Like, if we have a lot of history with them, we're like, yeah. well, I've been friends with them for 20 yeah. years, so I have to be friends. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, no, you I know. You know yeah, you that don't. was hard for me because, like, I have a lot of love for this girl. Like, we started this whole process together. I wanted to get along with yeah. her. I want to be like, I want to, you know, like, and I have a lot of like love and compassion for her. Like, on the show, like, her mom's gone through addiction, and so it's, like, I want to be there and be, like, hey, like, whatever you need, but, like, she just doesn't like me, and yeah. I have to be, like, okay with that. Yeah. You know? She doesn't want my support and love. She doesn't right. want to be friends with me, and for that's people pleaser, what, that's, that's hard. Yeah, and, but that's the way, because I would call my sponsor and be, like, what? I just want to get along. I don't want any drama, and she's, like, Sarah, stop. God doesn't want her to like you right now. He doesn't, God doesn't want, or he or she, whatever. God does not want this situation to be good or like at peace. It's just the way it is and it's okay. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is. All right. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. You know? So it sounds like you you do a lot, a lot of inner work and, and a <laughs> lot regular. Do you do therapy as well? No. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to, but it's like. A lot of money and like I honestly get like which you know I would totally invest in but like I get that I get direction and help and like strength and and like all that stuff from for free yeah <laughs> from, from, the your, program. from the program and just like yeah just how often do you go to meetings a lot I mean right now it's like I I don't really want to go to them but I'm like yeah you better get your ass in like right it doesn't matter I need to be around it because yeah. sometimes I go and I'm like oh it's annoying people are complaining but it's like I need to be reminded of like what I was like and how bad it right gets and like what happens if you relapse or if you go out and so you know I I try to go to probably like two or three or four, you know, as many as I can. And if yeah. I'm not, then I'm listening to podcasts yeah. and I'm yeah. reading. I recently picked up 
I was kind of going through, you know, a little down point a couple months ago. And I was like, God, speak to me. Like, what do you want me to read or see or do? And when you do that, it's like God immediately will just tell you, for me, my experience. So then I picked up the, it was like right in front of me, it was the Gabby Bernstein, like 40 days. And I I love Gabby Bernstein. Like she's sober and she had an eating disorder and she like is all about manifesting and like Mm -hmm. positivity and like love. And so I picked up her birth and it was crazy because it was like a 40 day thing. And literally from that date, it was like 40 days till my show aired. I was like, holy crap, that's crazy. So I did that every day and that was cool because it was like prayers and meditating every day and it really yeah it was like a it was a really helpful tool for me because it was just like I need that like I need the you know connection yeah and and like they had like good they have like good prayers and like she goes into all different things like she has a food section relationships money like spirituality like everything so that was like a that was like, I just did that recently. And that's been because my sponsor has me, I call her every night, I check in, I say, I'm sober, I'm absent. And I did prayer and meditation today. And she has me read something, a spiritual reading every day. So that's not the big book. That's not any like AA literature. It's a spiritual book. So that's been actually a really cool like tool and really helpful for me because that grows my relationship with God or my higher power. So, like, every day I'm reading, I literally have, like, 500 million books, but I (laughs) try to read something spiritual every single day. And so that's really helped me, like, stay, you know, centered and, like, stay sober. Yeah. Yeah. For me, the the higher power thing and the spirituality was really a struggle. Like, I really struggled with it and finding books about manifesting and spirituality and all that. And just because I'm good at like school, I'm good at you yeah. know, academic studying. And yeah. so I, was, I put that to work and just yeah. started reading a lot of yeah. books on spirituality and, and you know, yeah. different types of spirituality and different types of beliefs and manifesting and all this. And that helped me put together some sort of, you know, higher power that could work yeah. for me. Yeah. And it was in, through like all of the reading stuff that really changed yeah. my outlook because by myself, I couldn't really imagine much. And so it was really, it's been really cool to have a lot of, there's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. What's the spiritual podcast that you listened to? Oh, I have. I listened to one Sahara Rose. Ooh. Well, I got this app that is a a meditation app. And then from that, I found this lady that I liked. So the meditation app is called, hold on, is it? Insight Timer? Yeah, it's Insight Timer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that, I and I, I love Oprah, so I've listened to Oprah's <laughs> podcast all the time. She's oh, yeah. amazing. But let's see. So, I mean, this lady's, like, very, very meditation-y. <laughs> but, like, I like it. Her name's Tara Bratch. It's T-A-R-A-B-R-A-C-H. And she does talk about, like, addiction and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, some of the stuff she's – she – uh talks about is like super helpful. I also, Gabby Bernstein has some stuff. So I listen to her sometimes. Yeah. Super soul. I don't have a bunch of them. Uh, Of course, the courage to change. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I I do like podcasts a lot. Yeah, Yeah. me too. Oh yeah. And then a really good tool for the eating disorder. They have an OA podcast. So they have speakers. And that was like, because there were times like before I got absent, like I was like, I'm not going to meetings through that, but I would listen and I would hear it. And I was like, oh man, I need Oh yeah. And I was like, cool. Can we call it something else? Because like, that's the unsexiest name ever. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) It's like, uh, I know, I know, I know. know. Even like bulimia anonymous would have felt better. Maybe not. Yeah. (laughs) If yeah, anything, anything. Uh, so, yeah. what is ahead of you? Like, what what's next for you? What do you? Where do you see yourself? What are you manifesting these days? Oh gosh, yeah, I am a big manifester. Like, I do vision boards, and that was one of the things when I had moved to LA. I had put it out there. I was like, I want to do TV. That sounds fun. So, I do definitely like. I'm into manifesting. Um, I think you have to like kind of align it with like God's will for you too, though, because right. sometimes I look back and I'm like, did I really want to reality show? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, I think it'll be fine. Like I'm, I'm hoping at the end of the day, like it would be awesome just to like help another girl, like or guy, like struggling with this stuff, like because I remember for me, like I thought I was alone, and I remember this girl on America, Kate, 
McPherson, I think, on American Idol, she, like, talked about having bulimia. And I was like, oh, my God, somebody else has it. Like, my secret. Oh. But, like, it really helped me, like, be like, okay, I'm not alone. Yeah. So if I could do that for someone, that would be, like, the best thing ever. But, yeah, so what I have going on in the future, I think my dad and I are going to do a YouTube channel, The ABCs of Real Estate, because he (laughs) wrote a book, The ABCs of self-improvement. He's always like Mr. Motivation, like, you know. Yeah. So we um, we made some videos just to like help people because I get hit up on Instagram like on like hourly, like, how do I get into real estate? How do I sell? Like, what do I do? And the cool thing is like, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and some like sober girls too, that have gotten into real estate and become really successful. And I guess like they kind of saw me do my thing. And they're like, I want to do that. And like, I was like, you can do it, go for it. And they've done really well. So that's been like, that's a really big blessing. Like for me, that feels really good. And then, so yeah, I think I'm going to start that YouTube, like kind of help people like get more info about real estate. I still sell in Orange County. I live in LA, but like I come back and forth. I stay with my parents, whatever. Like I I know every single city and like street basically from San Clemente to Huntington. Like I've sold in every city in Orange County. So like I still sell tons in Orange County. And then I sell, you know, and in LA I joined like the number one team, uh, Aaron Kerman with Compass. So, and they actually have a show coming out on, everybody has a freaking show in LA. Yeah. That's why I knew, like, I'm like, if I want to move to LA, I better figure out a way to get a show. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we do it in LA. But yeah. And then. So what you joined, you joined Aaron. Yeah. And so how, did, how does, when did that happen? It happened like pretty recently. Like I had moved up there knowing him and I knew I always wanted to work with him. We're really good friends and he's amazing. He's just such a good guy, and, like, he's so good at what he does. So, and then I work, you know, my dad and I work together here, too. So it's awesome having both, like, both people that have been in the industry forever with that advice and, like, yeah, having that knowledge behind me is just, like, huge. So, I mean, I just want to definitely keep, like, helping people buy and sell real estate. Like, I just need to keep hustling, working hard for my clients, and that's kind of what I'm looking at in the future I think I'm starting to think about like maybe like figuring out like getting a serious boyfriend and getting married or something. <laughs> are you, are you, I've been having too much fun in LA. Oh yeah. Are you are you single? Uh yeah. 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 I mean, I guess. I don't know. Oh. It's complicated. Uh, I'm like dating for sure. Like You're dating. Just dating. Okay. But like yeah, when I moved to LA, I did not want a relationship. I was just kind of like, I'm gonna do my thing, work hard, real estate, TV, real estate, you know. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, crap, I think it's like, because I, I'm, your, your clock started ticking. I guess. Yeah, like, that's ugh. what happens. I know. Really? I that's know. so annoying. It really I, is. Ugh. It but really is. I guess is. there's so much technology nowadays. Like, I think I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, no, I think, I definitely do think it's like kind of time to maybe like, meet someone. Yeah, and, like you want to put that out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm starting to get ready. I wasn't ready before. I was just yeah. kind of having fun, like meeting a lot of people, fun people. LA is like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, I think I want to just date, like, a regular guy and, like, you know, just <laughs> yeah. normal, like, yeah. smart guy, like, yeah. good guy. I just want a good guy. I just want, like, a good – I mean, I've dated a lot of really great guys, yeah. but, you know, I don't think I want somebody in that entertainment industry. Yeah. I've dated some, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. It's like only one person can be selfing themselves all day. Like, that's going to be me. <laughs> like, I don't want my boyfriend to do that and, like, have – Pictures of himself all over Instagram and fans. Ugh, no yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be so, so, uh, well, if anybody uh, is listening to this podcast, there oh. is looking for the love of her life. A great guy. A great a guy. guy. Yeah. Be great a, guy. Have a good heart. Be a good person. That's yeah. really You'd think my, that would be easy. Uh, yeah, not really. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've definitely dated some really nice, good people. Like, all my boyfriends in the past were really nice guys, but... Yeah, just... <laughs> I just kind of, like, was like, I want to do something else and, like, went Well, I'll direction. tell you um, a story that'll either oh, make you happy or scared. Oh, God. That I did the same thing for... Oh, I, really? Like, moved to L.A. was oh. like, I'm going to have fun, oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't, wanna, I don't want a boyfriend. Yeah. And then I went to Spain Ooh. for a summer and went to school there, and then... Uh, when on my way back, I was like, I, okay, like I'm ready. Like I'm mm-hmm. ready for a relationship. Like yeah. I'm ready to to do that. And I got back, let's see. And then within, <sighs> oh I think it was like four, three or four weeks, uh, Dak and I went on our first date. Oh my gosh. And you were young though when you were 23. Holy crap. 
We've been, we that's just celebrated crazy. 10 years together. Oh my God. Can you believe that? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. But I mean, I, I'm just telling yeah. you, I, I like literally was like, okay, I'm ready. And I, I actually told one of the guys that I was, you know, just hanging around yeah. with, whatever, <laughs> hang her on. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, look, I'm, I'm, I'm out on this. Yeah. Like, I, I want, I'm, I'm ready yeah. for, and like literally. And I did not. If you had told me that Dak, I was going to marry Dak, oh. I would have oh peed my pants Shut laughing. Up. You guys are so cute. I would have peed my <laughs> pants laughing. I literally, I think I said no. He asked me out like seven times. Oh I said no. I was like, absolutely not. See, that's not. how it should be though. Like it always works out when the guys yeah. like chase you. Well, the thing was no one had ever said no to him apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I, I have a yeah, guy like yeah. that right now and I'm like, dude. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and I <laughs> called my best friend at the time and I was like, you will never believe who that's asked so me funny. out. And, uh, and I was like, I would never go out with him. <laughs> so I had to call her oh, after I went out with him and be like, Oh, shoot. I went over there. I went over deck. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. Oh, yeah. It was so yeah. funny. But, yeah, so careful what you wish I know. For. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I say that, but I'm like, yeah. wait, I take it back. Wait, you know, maybe. Well, I don't know. the good news is, the good news is it's. Like it'll happen in its right time, and it'll yeah. what, it'll be perfect for you. You're you know, right. yeah, it'll be it'll yeah. be like the perfect situation for you. Yeah. It's just about kind of all the stuff you were talking about being open yeah. to like thinking about all of the different ways that you can be of service and you can yeah. absorb and you can yeah. see opportunities and like get out of your own way. Yeah, because that's me, right? I, I got to get out of my own way. No, I, I want to like control it mm-hmm. and I can't I just gotta let God do oh it my God. but I do need a couple nannies <laughs> I have kids I mean that like seems like a lot yeah it's Ooh. a lot it's a lot I work full time so uh, I know that's like uh, yeah. being a mom is a yeah. freaking full time job like yeah I'm oh yeah like, oh yeah I want to do that like I gotta make sure I don't know man one thing oh. at a time find the dude first <laughs> Yeah, that's a, good that's a point. big part of it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that, you know, and I, I, people always say, like, I always tell people, don't don't have children at the right time with the wrong person. Oh, it's God, not worth yeah. it. It's yeah. not worth it. Seriously, I know you're so lucky. You have like such an awesome, supportive husband. That's that's awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. He, he. I think that's been like a thing for me too. Like I've seen my parents. Like they have a really great relationship. So I just haven't really settled. I'm like, yeah. I've dated some really great guys, but I'm like, eh. I don't know. I don't know. It's like my dad and I are so close and he, I see how he treats my mom and like, I just won't put up with that crap. Like you see a lot of like kind of jerky guys in LA or whatever or anywhere. I'm just like, "Eh, I'd rather be alone. I have fun with myself. I got a dog. Like we chill, we cuddle like, (laughs) and like, yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty happy. So yeah. No. no drama. Yeah, like, I don't no. have to deal with any yeah. of that. So it's kind of cool. It's very Scorpio of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> no, it is. It, I I really think that, like, the rights, you know, it comes along when you're ready. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's very unexpected. Yeah. Is my experience. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this? Well, I know, like, really? with, with addicts and alcoholics, too, like, sometimes people can be like, I can't be alone. I have to be with someone. Yeah. That That's my distraction. And I just, I think I had done that in my early sobriety, and I had boyfriends that I didn't really like, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I, I just don't want to be alone. And yeah. so when I moved to L.A., I was like, you know what? I, I got to figure out, like, I got to learn how to, like, be by myself and love it. And, like, and then, but it's like, oh, crap. Now I think you, I love it yeah. too much. I'm like, right. I don't, I've been single for a long time. Like, yeah. uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's true because that's what I did yeah. two years, like, not dating mm-hmm. and not no, like, serious relationships. And then, yeah. you're, then you're like, well, I don't want to get back in, <laughs> you yeah. know. But so it's like you learn to love yourself in that yes. time alone yes. and then having to learn how yeah. to Because a guy, share. a husband, a yeah. boyfriend, it's not going to fix it. It's not going to suddenly make you happy and everything's yeah. like, no, it's probably going to be like more drama, right? I don't know. Sometimes. <laughs> it's just different, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I mean, it could, it's good to have like a partner. Like, it's but. like, I mean, this is a terrible comparison. I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this, but <laughs> it's like having a dog, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's more drama, but you love your dog. <laughs> I know. And, know. you know, like, like, yeah. and if you wrote down on a piece of paper, I always say, like, if you took a piece of paper and you wrote down, like, all the reasons to have kids, like, what you love about having oh, kids, yeah. and you wrote down pros and cons, uh-huh. 
the cons list is very long, <laughs> but the pros list, Aww. but the pros list is great. Yeah. But you, if you wrote it down, it looks like the worst decision ever, right? Oh yeah. It's not until you experience it. It's yeah. Same with your dog. Like if you yeah. wrote down, like yeah. why do why why to have a dog? I, I couldn't live yeah. my life without my dog now. Right, like, but if like you wrote friend. down a pros and cons yeah, list yeah. on getting a dog, yeah. it, the pros would be like, he loves me unconditionally. Yeah. He runs and sees me when he's home. And then it would be like vet bills, yes, poop, yes, yes, blah, yes. blah, 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 <laughs> blah. Like all the cons. And, yeah, and yeah, you'd yeah. be like, oh, great. Like he loves me. Un- yeah. My dog says yeah. hi to me when I get home. Like yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. – but when you're in that, it's like the best <sighs> yeah. thing in the it world. Is, and it it's is, so worth yeah. it. But you can't explain that if you haven't experienced it. Like yeah. it doesn't, it's one of those like leap of faith things. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I think that's what's probably ahead. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I think Maybe. so. We'll see. Well, thank you so much yeah, for being here. Thanks did you have, me. um, did you have a, the prayer that you wanted to share? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it's one of the things from, this is just something I was literally close out with it. Yeah. I was like, it was from my 40 day book and like, I don't know. This, uh, Who's this the ha- author again? Gabby Bernstein. That's right. Okay. Yeah, I really like her. She's, but yeah, besides reading, like I usually do that page 86 and yeah. stuff. I try to. It's like they help you, that prayer, you know? Yeah. With, um, just trying to do God's will. But I was reading this. Uh, so it just says, Today I surrender my plans, my will, and my fears to the care of my inner guide. I accept that there is a greater plan for me than what my small mind may have had in store. Today I welcome the voice of love to come forward and guide me, teach me, and lead me to a happier state of mind so that so I can bring more light to the world. So I love that prayer because it's like it's so true. Like every day I try to like ask God or my inner guide, like, what's your will for me? Like what do you want me to do or say in the my screensaver back of my phone, it says, What would you have me do? Where would you have me go? What would you have me say and to whom? <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, because I know, like, if I stay sober and absent, like, I'm just such a better person and, like, yeah. I can have a bigger light to, like, yeah, spread. be there for other people or, like, make someone else smile or make their day. I don't know. Like, it's just, it's like a ripple effect. Like, somebody did that for me. Yeah. So I want to, like, give back as much as I can. Like, at the end of the day. To come back with, like, I was angry at God. I'm so grateful to God that I'm an alcoholic and I struggled with an eating disorder because it is the biggest gift I've ever been given. Like, when you are able to get through that, like, yeah, that makes me want to cry because it's just, like, when you go through that big of a struggle, like, at an early age and in life, and, like, granted, people have been through way worse things than me and have a total excuse to be drinking. Like, I had a great life. Like, I have no excuse. But, like, it, it just is the way that my brain is. It's the way that I was born, I guess. And so, yeah, to like be going through stuff where you're like, literally like, I don't care if I live or die. And then you survive. Like it's, we're like survivors, you know, like it wasn't easy. Like I joke and laugh a lot, like even on my show, but it was painful. It was hard, like going through that stuff. And so to be able to like get through that and like at the end of the day, like I love real estate. I love helping people. But my purpose is like to hold another girl's hand and be like, hey, guess what? Like, I stopped throwing up. I stopped drinking. Like, I don't want to kill myself today. Like, I love myself. And like, that's the biggest gift. Sorry, getting all emotional. But it's like, I've learned throughout these years, like, I I love myself. I don't want to hurt myself. Like, I don't want to be mean to myself anymore. I was so mean to myself. I tell myself, like, you suck. Like, you can't do this. Like, you're fat. You're ugly. Like, it was so awful. And so it's like today, like, I don't tell myself that anymore. Like, I think I'm like a good person. And like, I just want to like be able to, you know, have somebody like my purpose in life is like, I want to see another girl that hates their themselves, that's, like, doing things to hurt themselves, that's struggling, like, with addiction. I want to see them stay sober and get all of their dreams and, like, have an amazing life. And I want to see them say, like, I love myself. And I've seen that with a few girls. And, like, that's, at the end of the day, like, that's a bigger high than any drink, any, you know, eating disorder, like, any of that, like, it's literally the best, even higher than sell, closing a big deal. Like <laughs> that is the best feeling in the world, in the world. Like you had a part in like changing someone's life. Like who can say that? Yeah. Only like people that have been through it, you know? Yeah. So That's yeah. Awesome. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And, of course. Um, I will put um, where can people find information about you or any of your stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I have like my real estate website. It's just www.sarahshepherd.com. It's like my real estate website. But I also have a, a real estate Instagram page, which is uh, my name, Sarah Shepherd underscore homegevity. <laughs> it's H-O-M-E-G-E-V-I-T-Y. And then Let's see. I don't know. I mean, my regular Instagram is just my name, Sarah Shepard. And and the show. What's the information? Oh, about the so show? it's it airs on VH1 at ten o'clock uh, our time Pacific, Pacific time. time. Yeah, on Monday nights. Okay. So and it's called Love and Listings. Yeah, Love and Listings. So yeah, that's yeah VH1, and then yeah, I'll probably do like a YouTube channel soon. Oh yeah. So so, so TBD. Yeah, yeah, that, and then. Try to think if there's any, I don't know, pretty much, yeah, call me if you want to buy or sell real estate. I'd love to help you. <laughs> I'll make it. you laugh and smile too. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> I love it. Thank you so yeah. much for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. The Courage to Change, a recovery podcast, would like to thank our sponsor, Lion Rock Recovery, for their support. Lion Rock Recovery provides online substance abuse counseling where you can get help from the privacy of your own home. For more information, visit www.lionrockrecovery.com backslash podcast. Subscribe and join our podcast community to hear amazing stories of courage and transformation. We are so grateful to our listeners and hope that you will engage with us. Please email us comments, questions, anything you want to share with us, how this podcast has affected you. Our email address is podcast at lionrockrecovery.com. We want to hear from you.